0: I'm Christian, too, and I got that a long time ago.
1: Oprah Winfrey.
0: One of the mistakes that human beings make is believing that there is only one way to live. And that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world, that there are millions of ways to be a human being. And and many ways, no, but many paths to what you call God. And her path might be something else, and when she gets there, she might call it the light. But her loving and her kindness and her generosity brings her. To, if it brings her to the same point that it brings you, it doesn't matter whether she called it God along the way or not. And I guess the danger that could be on that. I mean, it it sounds great on the onset, but if you really look at both sides, I there could be a couldn't person. possibly be just one way. What What about Jesus? What about Jesus? It brings them up in this whole discussion. You say there isn't only one way one way and only one way and that, that is through jesus. jesus there couldn't possibly be with because a you say there is there couldn't possibly be there are certainly many more paths to god other than christianity this book is about what you come to know for yourself yes yeah what you become to feel for yourself Yes. god in the essence of all consciousness isn't something to believe god is yes god is And God is a feeling experience, not a believing experience. That's right. And if your religion is a believing experience, if God for you is still about a belief, then it's not truly God.
1: It is difficult to overestimate the influence of Oprah Winfrey. I mean, if you're an author and she mentions your book, you're a bestseller overnight. In fact, I hope that Oprah mentions our author today, our guest, and his book, because we're going to be talking about Oprah's spirituality. Beyond all the marketing and beyond all the hype, Oprah Winfrey is very interested in spiritual issues, and she's incredibly influential in this area. Welcome to Evidence and Answers with Dr. Pat Zuckerman. I'm Kevin Harris. We're going to be talking to Pat and his special guest on the new book, Oh God a dialogue on the spirituality of Oprah Winfrey. And I want to remind you as we get going today that you can go to our website and as we like to say, find resources on everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism. You can download past shows from Evidence and Answers. Pat's articles, get his books, and much more when you go to evidenceandanswers.org. And by doing so, you'll keep us speaking out. You'll keep Pat speaking all over the world, and you'll help support us here on the air as we talk about these very crucial issues. Pat, you got a hold of a crucial one today.
2: Yes, Kevin. I have with me today a colleague at Pro Ministries, Dave Sterrett. Dave is a graduate of Southern Evangelical Seminary, and he's come out with a great book on one of the most popular women with one of the most popular TV shows today, Oprah Winfrey. So, Dave, welcome to the show.
3: Oh, Pat and Kevin, it's great to be with you guys. You know, it's no doubt that Oprah has just had an incredible influence. I want to read to you something from Kathy Lynn Grosman of USA Today. She said... In her article, More Americans Are Dropping Dogma or Doctrine for Spirituality, she said that 70% of all major Christians and non-Christian religious groups, except Mormons, say that many religions lead to eternal life. And as, you know, Pat and Kevin, you know this too, as we live in this culture in which people are saying, I'm fed up with organized religion, who are they turning to? The person is Oprah Winfrey.
2: Yeah, Dave, you know, that's one of the first questions I wanted to ask you. Why should we care about what Oprah says about spirituality? I mean, she's just a TV commentator with a talk
3: show. Why should we care? Well, I think one thing is that we should care about truth. If Jesus Christ really is who he claimed to be, if he is the unique son of God, and that salvation is only obtained through placing our trust in his sacrificial atonement work on the cross, then truth matters. I mean, if, if we discover the truth about cancer, well, the most loving thing that we could do if we discover that cure is to share it with all people. How much more should we share the truth about spiritual matters? Well, Oprah Winfrey is teaching a gospel and a message. She's done it in the last 10 years that has been contrary to the true message of Jesus Christ. Let me explain this to you. In Kathy Lynn Grossman's article that I mentioned earlier, she interviewed a sociologist from Rice University named Michael Lindsay. And let me read this to you. Lindsay said that Americans are believing in a spiritual salad bar. He said that after the attack on Pearl Harbor, the National Memorial Service was at Washington's National Cathedral, conducted by Episcopal clergy. However, after 9-11, who was it? that conducted the official memorial service at Yankee Stadium. You know, it was Oprah Winfrey. And she, as she prayed, she prayed in the name of multiple beliefs. And on the surface, it seems to be very tolerant because this is what people are believing in our culture. But it goes very contrary to Christ's claim in John fourteen six, where Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me.
1: David, Pat, you know already there's a problem with that quote that you said earlier, and that is people are saying we don't need dogma, we don't need doctrine, we just need spirituality. But when they say that, then they're offering their own dogma and their own doctrine, and because a doctrine is just a teaching, and uh, they also have their own kind of narrowness and intolerance when they say, if you don't believe that there are many ways to God, you're wrong. And so, there you go. You've got kind of a self-contradictory attitude going on. But I thought that none of us were were wrong. I mean, I I thought that if there are many ways to God, well, then why is my way wrong? Well, because you believe that there's only one way to God through Jesus. Therefore,
3: you're wrong. No, there are many ways. And there's dogma, and there's doctrine, and it's Oprah doctrine. Kevin, you're exactly right. And that's why in this story I thought, rather than me just writing a book about the areas that I disagree with Oprah Winfrey why don't I create a fictional dialogue in the tradition that Socrates did or uh, C.S. Lewis did as well. And I thought, because there's a lot of likable things about Oprah, I really appreciate the humanitarian work that she's done. And some of the books that she's recommended actually have been pretty good. And some of the guests that she has, has some good things to say. So I thought, why don't we have a dialogue? And in this dialogue, I had a fictional character who comes from a Hindu background. And she is studying for her PhD in philosophy and history, but she's become a Christian. And in this, she exposes a lot of those self-refuting statements by Oprah and, and her spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle and Marianne Williamson and some of these other guests that she has brought on her show over the years. It's like the person who says there is no absolute truth. But what's wrong with that? They're implying that there are truths. And that truth is that there are no absolute truths. It's like the person who says, well, you shouldn't be judgmental well that in itself is a judgmental statement
2: tell us a little bit about her spiritual background going up she grew up in a quote Christian environment but she had some unique experiences so tell us a little bit about that that probably has influenced her spirituality today
3: well she grew up she said that she grew up in the Baptist faith and that she heard that her very charismatic dynamic preacher saying some things about God's nature about his character and I'm pretty sure I know the minister that she's referring to out of Chicago, and there certainly are some things that I disagree with him about. But she said that he was talking about some of the attributes of God, that God is all-powerful and all-knowing. And then she, he came to the verse in which it said that God was jealous. And she said that in her 20s, that that was a really a defining moment in her life, because when she heard that God was jealous, she said, there's no way that God can be jealous, because because he is all known. Why would God be jealous of me?
1: Yeah, because jealousy would be a lacking in character. Yes, It would be a deficiency, according to this line of thought. So, therefore, yes. how could God be jealous? How could God be deficient?
3: Yes, and, and that was the problem. She was turned off against that. And, of course, what she didn't quite realize is that the Bible is full of figures of speech and what theologians call anthropomorphisms—that's a big word for giving human characteristics to God. God is described like a strong tower, or He's described like a door, or He's described, you know, as having wings. But God doesn't literally have those things. And likewise, God's jealousy is not the same as our jealousy. In fact, I, you know, sometimes jealousy can be a good thing. And in the, our story, we bring up uh, one of the girls had gone through a divorce, and her husband was unfaithful to her, and Avatari, the character in the story, says, well, wouldn't that wife have the right to be jealous in that case? Well, likewise with God, his jealousy is that he wants what's best for us, and he knows that he uh, loves us with with an infinite love and that he desires all worship and doesn't want us to run after false gods or material things. In fact, also that verse, and my co-author Josh McDowell shared this with me is that verse can also be translated that God is passionate about a relationship with us in Exodus. So that word, that Hebrew word, can also be translated as passionate. God is pursuing a relationship with us like he's pursuing a relationship with you and Oprah Winfrey. Yes, you know,
2: Dave, you point out one of the misunderstandings of the character and nature of God that she has. She also has some other misunderstandings of the character and nature of God. Uh, Explain another
3: one for us here. Well, she's said that multiple paths reach God, but also in regard to other things. For example, her spiritual teachers of Eckhart Tolle and Marianne Williamson say that sin is an illusion. Marianne Williamson, who has been one of her favorite guests on her talk show and on radio, has done a, a book called A Return to Love in which she gives a commentary on an older book written by Helen Schuckman original A Course on Miracles and in that book A Course on Miracles it goes against every single core doctrine of Christianity in fact Helen Shuckman said that she received this from a voice which was really a demonic spirit and in that demonic spirit it teaches that we are all God and that there is nothing as disgraceful as the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross well, that's contrary to what Paul the Apostle taught in the New Testament. Paul says that we preach Christ crucified, and that lie coming from Oprah Winfrey and her spiritual teachers that we are all God is the same lie that Satan told Eve and Adam in the garden. You know, Dave,
2: it seems like with the guests that she has and the things that she's saying, she's moving towards a worldview that we would call pantheism. Explain the difference between theism and
3: and the pantheism that Oprah is is uh, presenting on her shows well Pat that's a great question uh, because a lot of people you know these words are so big but basically what pantheism teaches is that all is God and God is all now this worldview has been around for a long time for example the Greek philosopher Parmenides believed in it as well as the largest one of the largest Eastern religions, Hinduism, and Buddhism hold to some form of pantheism. We also see this in other books like Dan Brown's new book, The Lost Symbol. It comes out there. It comes out in Star Wars and yoga and in our culture, this idea that if we look beyond our ego, we look beyond our senses, we'll discover that we are part of this one universal energy that we're all God.
1: By the way, I want to remind uh, our listeners that Pat has a lot on pantheism animism, Star Wars, and uh, and some of the spirituality behind that at our website, evidenceandanswers.org. So get that. We've got a lot on that.
3: And Kevin, that reminds me, Pat's written a great book on this as well on world religions, and that's another great uh, resource with evidence and answers. But we got to be aware of this. Now, theism is what Christianity holds to, and that says that God created all. God is not the universe, but God created the universe And the three major worldviews that hold to this is Christianity with Judaism and Islam as well. Yes, and Dave, uh, she's got some very interesting views on Jesus.
2: Explain to us the difference between what Oprah seems to be presenting
3: about Jesus and the Jesus of the New Testament. Well, she has said that Jesus Christ is not the only way to salvation. And some of the spiritual teachers that she's endorsed, for example, Eckhart Tolle, who still has material on her website has said that jesus christ was not the unique son of god he didn't come to teach us christianity but he was an enlightened one like buddha and other good prophets who realized that he looked beyond his ego and discovered that he was part of this one god and we have the same potential as jesus so jesus christ is not the unique son of god he's part of all of God, like you and I have, says Oprah. But there are some serious problems with that, because Jesus, now, like, for example, uh, Eckhart Tolle says that when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, you can claim that about yourself, Pat, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life. But if you read the rest of that verse, Jesus also said, no one comes to the Father except through me. So, What she does is she attempts to redefine Jesus while seeming to use Christian language. Now, here's the thing. Paul the Apostle warned us about this. I mean, he said that Satan comes as an angel of light. And I'm not saying that Oprah is Satan. I don't think she is. But she is teaching a message. She's teaching a message that appears on the surface to be very kind and very open-minded and very tolerant, but it's very intolerant. Of the message of history that christ was the unique son of god and died on the cross and rose for our sins
1: now dave this would all be just par for the course if it were someone who claimed i am uh, i'm a new age uh, adherent or i'm a a pantheist or whatever there are many ways to god someone of the baha'i faith but oprah claims to be a christian or to be from a christian background and, and christian influence and so that's what's rather disturbing and should be to us as christians I would really like to see her, in fact, sit down with some some Christian leaders and discuss this issue as to how she's
3: representing Christianity.
1: I don't know if we could we could ever make that happen, yes, but I, I would pray, love for it to happen. I, I pray, pray that they would do because, that.
3: Because you know, I think she has so much potential. She's bought into a message that's being taught in our culture. And my desire for Oprah is that she would come to an understanding that Jesus Christ is the unique Son of God, and that He is different from us, that we are never God. I would hope that Oprah will understand that sin is real. It's not just an illusion, but it is real, and that we need to repent of that, and we need to look at what Christ did for our our sins on the cross, and to also look at His physical, bodily resurrection. I would love to have a conversation with Oprah, and I hope she's open to it. I think it's going to be a great conversation, and I'm praying that one day we will be able to do, do that.
2: Yeah, I think all three of us here around the table like Oprah as a person. I she's think we so likable. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we'd love to have her as a neighbor, and we can love someone yet disagree with them on significant theological issues, but still remain friends. I've got a lot of friends who have very different worldviews and beliefs from me, and we remain friends, and the loving thing to do. As Dave mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you really love someone, you want to point them to truth, even if
3: it contradicts or differs from what they believe. Pat, when I was a senior in high school, I left home and I went off to this little boarding school to play basketball called Oak Hill Academy. I'd grown up in a Christian family and I went to the school just to play ball. And I realized that that was the first time in my life that I was really challenged with this pluralism that says multiple ways reach God because The pastor stood up and said, Dear Lord, some of us call you Allah, some of us call you Jesus, some of us call you Mother God, but we all know that you're the God of us all. And I knew that the Bible said in Acts 4.12 that salvation was found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And I would eat lunch every day with four Muslims. And they were good friends of mine. One of them was six foot eight and went to play basketball. He was a McDonald's All-American, one of the greatest players in the country. But we would have these spiritual conversations, but, and we remained friends. But I realized that we could have a friendly conversation and disagree, but still care about one another. Yes.
2: Dave, you know, another point you mentioned here in the book is Oprah's understanding of what happens after death. Explain to us the difference between reincarnation and resurrection, at
3: least as how she seems to explain it. It's really hard to understand exactly what to pinpoint some of Oprah's beliefs, and this is one of them. For example, Eckhart Tolle, who she called a prophet of our time, says that he doesn't think about the afterlife, that we just, rather than reincarnate, we all kind of absorbed into this oneness, where some forms of reincarnation believes that we may come into another body later on in life, but both of those beliefs are contrary to the christian worldview that says that there is a, a one day that there'll be a physical bodily resurrection that we will be raised and that there'll be a real literal place called heaven where you and and i will be and anybody who has placed their faith in christ they will spend eternity with god and believers in heaven and so her understanding
2: of god of the salvation message of what happens after death all seem to be consistent with the worldview of pantheism and not biblical theism. Is that
3: right? It is true. And I've never found in contemporary times a pure pantheist. Sometimes Oprah says things that seem kind of Christian like, but you're right, Pat. She seems to really lean towards this pantheistic thought that says that we're all God. Whether or not she believes in heaven, I'm not exactly sure. Sometimes pantheists, because they believe that truth is not absolute and because you can kind of create your own reality, they kind of pick and choose and they like to kind of, well, I like the idea of heaven, so I'm going to hold on to that. So she might hold on to the belief of heaven as well.
1: The book is called Oh God, a dialogue on truth and Oprah's spirituality. Dave Sterrett is our guest and he and Josh McDowell co-authored this book is this an oprah bashing book i mean we all like her i I guess the temptation would be to 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 really go after her here but you say it's a dialogue really
3: not we start off the first chapter really talking about a lot of the positive things that oprah has done and how she's reached out and helped children in africa and um and so no it's not an oprah bashing book at all i do disagree with her spirituality But this is a friendly conversation, and no matter what worldview you have, no matter what you believe, I think you need to get this book. You can go to Uh, ogodbook.com. We're going to have a whole website there uh, ready with videotape and up-to-date blogs and and up-to-dates about what Oprah is teaching and how to respond to that. But I want Christians to get this book because how do we respond when a Christian says, well, that's true for you but not true for me? Yes, uh, David, you know, I'm glad you wrote this book because
2: this is, if you read Time Magazine and Newsweek and other magazines, Oprah is one of the most influential women in the United States and possibly the world. I mean, when she recommends a book, it becomes a bestseller. And I believe she had an influence on the presidential race. You know, when she endorsed Barack Obama, I think that really... Uh, He really soared up in the charts. I personally believe that. So this is someone of tremendous influence. So this is a very important book uh, because, you know, we're looking at the theology of of one of the most influential women. And I think thousands of Christian women watch Oprah and are influenced by her thinking, not just non-Christians, but Christian women as well.
3: Pat, you're exactly right. I actually have a quote here. From Dr. Craig Garthwaite, a professor of economics at Kellogg School of Management, he and Timothy J. Moore of the University of Maryland researched the role of celebrity endorsements, and in this major study, they concluded that in the Democratic primary, that Oprah's endorsement of Barack Obama helped push over a million additional votes for Obama, a substantial influence to allow Obama to beat senator Hillary Clinton. Now this book doesn't really address that, but the point is is that she influences people. For example, several books that she recommended, the sales went up 100 times they had originally sold for. Wow. And it is and I thought, well, even though political issues are important, how much more important are eternal spiritual matters? And that's what we address in this book. You know, <laughs> It sounds intolerant
1: by today's ears to say that Jesus is the only way. A couple of things about that day. First of all, he's the one who claimed it. So we need to look at his claims and evaluate if his claims, in fact, are true and if he backed up his claims and so on. And second of all, Jesus is for everybody. What's intolerant about that? (laughs) He's not just for Americans. He's
3: for everyone. And whosoever will may come. What's narrow about that? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He does love everybody. And that verse that turned Oprah off when she was in her late 20s in Chicago really means that God, you shall worship no other gods, but only the Lord, for he is a God who is passionate about a relationship with you.
2: Yes, you know, and that's the nature of truth. Truth is narrow. Truth is absolute. Two plus two equals four, not eight, not whatever I want it to be. A triangle has three sides, not four, not ten, not whatever I imagine. You know, that's the nature of truth. It's narrow and it's exclusive.
1: There's another thing in the book that listeners really need to get a hold of, and that is that she also buys into this Christ consciousness aspect of spirituality, that the Christ is within everyone, and Christ is just an office, and many people have held it, not just Jesus of Nazareth. And so, how do we answer that Well, there are answers, and that's one of the things that we really need to address in today's world, the identity of who Christ, the Messiah, is.
2: We've been talking with Dave Starratt, the author of a new book, Oh God, a Dialogue on Truth and Oprah's Spirituality, examination of the theology of one of the most influential women in our world today, Oprah Winfrey, and it's done in a kind and gentle and very interesting manner in a fictional dialogue between two women, and so... It's a great book. I think everyone ought to get it, and you're really going to enjoy this book. It's a a fast read. I read it in one night. It was just just an outstanding, fast-moving kind of dialogue book that I really enjoyed. And by the way, you can get this book by Dave Sterritt and Josh McDowell at evidenceandanswers.org. And Dave says if you order it through our website, you can get an autographed copy.
3: Oprah autographs it or you? Uh, Josh and Dave does. <laughs> okay. Josh from Down Dave's terrible.
2: So Dave, thanks for writing the book and thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you, Pat. It's always an
1: honor to be with you. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Evidence and Answers with Dr. Pat Zuckerin. It's our hope to keep a quality program on the air and on the web that presents an intelligent response to the issues of our day and intellectually considers the claims of Christ. We hope to address issues like Oprah Winfrey's impact on spirituality in an honest and loving way, and we'd like to ask you to join us. Please support us with your tax-deductible financial gifts. One of the ways you can do that is by purchasing our resources available at evidenceandanswers.org. You can download past shows on everything from atheism to Zen Buddhism, read Pat's articles, and purchase Pat's new book with Dr. Norman Geisler, The Apologetics of Jesus. It's all at evidenceandanswers.org. That's evidenceandanswers.org. I'm Kevin Harris. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next time on Evidence and Answers with Dr. Pat.